Well, a couple of Wednesdays uh, ago, I preached on a message about uh, expanding the kingdom of God. And uh, that message title was Kingdom Expansion. Say that. Kingdom Expansion. Well, I want to continue with that uh, message tonight. And if you recall, we talked about how God is a God of increase, how God is a God uh, of enlargement, how God is a God of expansion, and understanding that God never backs up. God is always advancing. God is always moving forward. God is a God of expansion. So we, we, we referenced a, um, a passage there in, in uh, Genesis uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 27, that said, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And it goes on to say in verse 2, it says, And God blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Fill the earth and subdue it. He's talking to the federal head, Adam. We are offsprings of Adam. And he goes on to say this. He says that the fish of the sea, you have dominion over it. The birds of the air, you have dominion over it. Everything, every living thing that moves upon the earth, you have dominion over it. And so many times uh, we allow those little trivial things in our life to take dominion, to get us distracted, to get us diverted from what really matters. And what really matters is the will of God. I said, what really matters is the will of God. So, so there in the book of Colossians uh, 1.13, it says that we have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. So that that means that darkness no longer have dominion over us. Darkness no longer have rule over us. Darkness no longer have anything over our life. Because we now are in the light. We now walk in the light. It's so interesting in 3 John, he said that uh, I have no greater joy, no greater joy than to see and know that my children are walking in the truth. The truth is the word of God. I said the truth is the word of God. And so God uh, wants us to walk in that truth, and we have to understand that if we are not giving ourselves to that truth, if we are not giving ourselves to that word, then there is absolutely no way that we can enlarge. And, and the thing is, is that the, the capacity where we are right now, God expects increase. I said God expects, because God doesn't, there's nothing that God has created, no living thing that God has created that he expects to remain the same. Not anything, God expects growth from each and every one of us. God expects enlargement from each and every one of us. 
God expects expansion from each and every one of us. And what we have to understand is that anything that is living, when it stops growing, it starts to die. Yeah, it starts to die because if you're not growing, then death sets in. So listen, you may be in a place where you have gotten uh, maybe a little sluggish, I'll just say. And, 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 and you may have uh, gotten to a place where uh, you are at a, a, a standstill. See, but God wants to thrust you out of that place because God is not done with you. God is not finished with you. There are things that God wants to accomplish through your life that is going to require us to come out of that place and allow God to launch us to that next level. Listen, we are not, we are not, we are not, we are not comfortable where we are. Don't get content. Don't get comfortable. Because there are things that are happening all around us, and God has placed you here in this earth for such a time as this so that he can use you in a greater measure, in a greater way. And that's God's intent. That's God's expectation. God is not going to change his mind about it. He has not. He will not. So listen, we got to get on board with where he wants to take us. I remember uh, uh, when, when I uh, came on staff here at Word of Life Christian Center, right? I, I, I had just gotten a promotion at the Las Vegas Valley uh, Water District and Water Treatment. And God says, I want you to go on to Word of Life staff as a janitor. Now, many would have looked at that as a demotion. And I looked at it as a demotion in the beginning of the process because I had not connected to what God was endeavoring to do. See, because you, you, you got to understand that what looks like a demotion to the world is a promotion and an increase in the eyes of God. When you move to, move to the left, move to the right, like she was just saying, move with him. You got to go with him. You got to go with the flow of the Holy Ghost. And when you go with the flow of the Holy Ghost, then you are right where God expects you to be doing what God wants you to do in the place that he has put you to do it. And so, I'll tell you what, it's one thing uh, to get, uh, to move from a, a, a place of a promotion uh, in the eyes of society and, and, and clean toilets. Yeah, that's what I did. Now, it's another thing to clean toilets that is all, already semi-cleaned, but when, how many know that sheep make messes? <laughs> so, so, what looked like a place of demotion in the eyes of God, 
God was promoting, God was expanding me. I had to be in that place for the period of time that I was in order for God to work in me this expansion and this enlargement to move to where God would move me. And, and, and you see, uh, sometimes uh, we don't want to go there because, you know, uh, we are thinking about, uh, John McEnroe used to say this, it's all about the image. Y'all know John McEnroe? Yeah. Tennis, right? It's all about the image, right? So we, we, we decide that, uh, well, mm, that's not for me. But if God moves you in that direction, go with it because God has a plan in it for you. So growth. God expects growth from each and every one of his children. No one remains a baby. I know there are a lot of ad adults who act like babies, but God wants us to grow up. I said God wants us to grow up. And because God wants us to grow up, uh, there's, nothing that, there's nothing that grows that doesn't require uh, some stretching. Right? And sometimes it can be a little uncomfortable to stretch. But you, you, you've heard people say, those are growing pains. Right? So there's some pain in growth. But the whole purpose of that, of the pain, is so that you can expand to uh, get in the place that God is endeavoring for you to get on that next level. You cannot accomplish, you cannot accomplish what God has planned for you in the condition that we are in right now. It requires growth. It requires expansion. It requires enlargement. It requires you cooperating, making the necessary adjustments so that God can get you to the place that he desires for you to be. You say, well, you know, I don't know if I, there's any other place that I'm, I'm supposed to go. Listen to me. There's other places for you. I said, there are other places for you. And so sometimes we can get uh, complacent uh, where we are, but that's not the mentality of God. God wants you to go. Why don't you beam me up, Scotty? I, I must be talking to myself. <laughs> so I, wanna, I want to uh, look at uh, the... Uh, the text scripture here in Isaiah 54, right? Growth is a natural principle of life. It's a principle of life. Isaiah 54. Now, there are two ways that God want, want us to grow, right? Number one, he wants us to grow and expand as individuals. But God also wants to use you to help him to grow and expand his kingdom. Isaiah 54, reading from the uh, New King James Version, it says, Sing, O barren, verse 1, Sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman. 
says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare, lengthen your cord and strengthen your stakes. For you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make desolate cities, desolate cities inhabited. If you recall, we gave you a couple of our definitions. We gave you a definition as used here in this passage of the uh, word enlarge. And according to Webster's dictionary, enlarge means to make large, increase in extent, bulk, quantity, add to, it means expand. We also gave you a definition to the word expand as used in this passage here. Expand means to increase in extent, size, volume, scope, to spread or stretch out, to increase or to grow. So there's no way that we can stay in the place where we are and God use, uses us the way that he wants to. The capacity has to expand. Your capacity has to enlarge. So when we, when we feel like we are stunted in life as believers and, and we are not uh, moving uh, forward the way that we feel that we should be, it's because we have come to a place where we have uh, just uh, sit down in that place where there's a lack of growth. And remember what we said, anything that stop growing, starts to die. Now, I'm not preaching a funeral here. I'm talking about uh, believers. I'm talking about uh, uh, those who God has created to move things. I'm talking to people who God expects to advance his kingdom. I think... I think as Americans, uh, you know, because we enjoy convenience and we enjoy things, uh, you know, right off of the uh, uh, grill, I'll say, that that convenience can get us a little distracted sometimes. And, and it gets us out of that place of uh, being kingdom-minded. And when we get out of that place of being kingdom-minded, then, uh, you know, we uh, expect everything to happen instantly and right now, and therefore, I can be comfortable here because I got it just the way I would like it. But no, that's not God's kingdom. That's not the, the, the will of God. That's not the people of God. God expects expansion. God expects growth. God expects enlargement from us. Well, I'm going to count those amens. <laughs> See, see, but we, we, we want to, um, we want to get it conveniently. And growth is not going to come that way. It's going to require a little stretching. It's going to require a little discomfort. It's going to require us getting out of that comfort zone and allowing God And generally, it's dealing with people. 
I said, generally, it's dealing with people. See, because when I was cleaning toilets, I thought about people all the time. I had some thoughts about people. No, I'm quite serious. Who in the world would make a mess like this? See, but, but, but the thing is that God had to get me to a place where I had a much greater appreciation for people regardless of how they come off. Now, that's the mess that you can see when you're cleaning toilets. But there are messes taking place in the hearts and in the minds of people all the time. And sometimes it's puked out of their mouths and not taken into consideration the regard of another. Yeah, I know it's true. And so, and so you know, the, the, thing about, the thing about Christianity is this. When we've been in this thing for a period of time, uh, you know, we think we have some things, uh, you know, all good and well. But when that is challenged in the least, then we see flesh all over the place. It's just all over the place. Well, why does that happen? That, because, that is because we have not come to a spiritual maturity. We have not grown to a place where God, God is always wanting to use you in a, an entirely different way than you are being used currently. Always. Because he's always advancing. He's always progressing. He's always moving forward. And that's what he expects of his children. That's what he expects of us. Turn to, uh, turn to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings. And we're going to look... Um, at um, ver- uh, chapter 4. Say this. Say, Lord, increase my capacity to receive more of you and more from you. So here in 2 Kings, going to read from the uh, New King James Version. It says in verse 8, Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman. Some translations said that this was a wealthy woman and she was influential. And she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was, as often as she passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. And she said to her husband, look now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a a bed for him there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will so it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and lay down there. Then he said to Gehazi, his servant, call this Shunammite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on behalf of of the, uh, on behalf, do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king and to the commander of the army? She answered, 
I dwell among my own people. So he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, actually, she has no son and her husband is old. So he said, call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you will embrace a son. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. So, so she understood that she could not have a child. She understood that she was up in age, her husband was up in age, and there's no way that she could have a child. Although she recognized Elisha as a man of God, put him in her home, built on an addition for him, when he says, this time, about this time next year, you're going to embrace a child. And she said, I know you're a man of God, but you're lying now. That ain't happening. Right? Verse 17, but the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come in which Elisha had told her. So Elisha was a prophet of God. And a prophet of God represent, represents the anointing. And when Elisha told this lady that she is going to have a child about this time next year, it blew her away. It blew her mind. But you notice there in verse 8, the Bible says that when Elisha passed by, he turned in there to eat. So this lady had already invited uh, Elisha in. This is before they built uh, uh, an addition onto the house. So she had already invited him in, right? Like believers, Christians, we've invited the Lord Jesus Christ in. Yeah, Jesus is Lord. He lives on the inside of me. So we've invited him in. So she, this lady, she had experienced a, a, a degree or some level of the anointing of, of, of God. But she also decided that I want to make room for more of God. So she made room for more of God and she consulted with her husband and her husband built on an addition uh, to the house so that she could make more room for God, so that she could make more room for the anointing, so that she could make more room for the presence of God, so that she could make more room for the power of God. And what was impossible on one level became possible on another level because she expanded. She made room for God. And God was able to move in her life because she made room for God. What is impossible in one situation becomes possible from God when you expand, when you enlarge your capacity to receive more from God, to receive more of God. Listen, he's not finished with you. He's not finished with me. There's always more of God. I said, there's always more of God. So, so we read that story and we see that 
the addition was made onto their home. So that indicates that that addition was exterior. However, the choice and the decision was interior. She made that in here. And because that she made the, the, the decision interiorly, the adjustment had been made. I said the adjustment has, had been made. Now we got to understand something here. That God is eternal. And when we choose to make an adjustment in our life, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what the situation, no matter what the challenge, when we choose to make the decision internally, God is already moving on it. I said, God is already moving on it. Listen, God is spirit. I said, God is spirit. And God is looking for us to make internal decisions from a spiritual aspect. And when we do, he moves on it. Not only does he move on it, but he starts to move things out of the way. And God starts to move things out of the way that may be a hindrance to you moving over and going to that next level. And God wants you to go to the next level. Sometimes it's just a small adjustment. I said sometimes it's just a small adjustment. So then, let's read uh, 2 King. Five, right? Second Kings five. Say this, say Lord, increase my ability to expand. Second Kings chapter five. I'm going to read this from the New Living Translation and verse ten. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. See, I think sometimes we make things a little bit more complicated than it is where God is concerned. And really, it's the simple things. It's the small things. He says, go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would surely come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over, my, over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord his God and heal, and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the uh, Forpar, Better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't, I, why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says, simply go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God has, had instructed him, and his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child, and he was healed. 
So sometimes he said, his, his servant says, surely you can do the simple thing, the simple thing, the small thing, surely you can. So, so many times, as I said, we make things a, a, a bit more complicated than they really are. And many times it's just a small adjustment that we need to make. And, 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 and because Naaman made this small adjustment, how many, would, how many would agree that him being cleansed of leprosy was a large blessing? Small adjustment, large blessing. Small adjustment, large blessing. And many times that's all it is. Other times it may be a long-term adjustment for the change to come about. Uh, for instance, uh, Moses. Moses spent 40 years on the backside of the desert. 40 years. Boy, I was just so happy that God didn't keep me in those toilets for 40 years. <laughs> so sometimes it can be a long-term adjustment, but that's what God was doing in me. He was, look, adjustments was taking place. It's internally. It's, it's the heart. And, and, and come on, let's not make this complicated. Small adjustments. And you know what yours is. No, I don't think it's going to take 40 years. Well, Joseph, he spent 13 years in an Egyptian prison. It was long term. But what was happening during his stay in that, in that prison? Change was taking place. Listen, change is necessary. Change is good if it's good. Look, every good gift, every good gift, every good gift. So if it's a God change, it's a good change. Because God is working in us for his good pleasure. So there is um, those short-term adjustments, Naaman, big miracle. There are long-term adjustments. Moses, Joseph, and then there are those lifetime adjustments where God is continually working in us. Second, second uh, 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 Philippians 2.13, Amplified. For it is God who is all the while effectually working in you. All the while, all the while. That's a lifetime adjustment. He's constantly, oh, come on, y'all. Are y'all here? Come on, receive. Receive from God. Receive what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Small adjustments, long term, whatever adjustment it is, listen, the process is the same. It's just the change in the progress that is different for each of us. 
The process is the, is the same. So trust the God of process. I said, trust the God of process. We sometimes, we want to we wanna back off when God is endeavoring to bring about change. Don't resist it. Don't take the easiest path to avoid resistance. No, get right in it. You're a believer. You're a child of God. It's God who is working in you. It's God who is working in you, both the will and to do of his good pleasure. So when you, when you, have, when you have these uh, uh, challenges with your coworker, and you see them coming down the hall, don't turn around and go the other way. You are taking the path of least resistance. No, you love them. You love them. There in the book of Ephesians uh, 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 4, it talks about how it's, it's the, uh, the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus that brings about change that brings about growth, spiritual growth. We're spirit beings. That's where we always expect it to take place in our hearts. Can y'all say amen? Can y'all say oh me? <laughs> yeah, because we all can admit that we can use some change, right? Oh me, Lord. <laughs> 